up everybody it's josh here your favorite nigerian team techie and welcome back to the teens arena so on this episode i'll be doing a little q and a session where you guys get to know me better and know the kind of things i'm interested in what i like and what maybe what i don't like and probably my mission and vision for this community so let's get it so on our last episode, I told you guys we'll be having a guest in the studio and yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we know further ado, we have a very special somebody joining us today all the way from Nigeria and it's still me, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's still me, Josh. And for a couple of reasons, I wanted to be the guest on this episode, probably because I had my birthday and I really wanted to share a lot of my experience so far. I turned 19, by the way, and my last teenage, so got to make best use of it. So I have a couple of things I want to share with you guys. Uh, so yeah, I got a lot of questions from you guys and I chose the 19 that stood out for me. The 19 I felt like were really important to answer. And the reason why I chose 19 questions is simply because I turned 19. So I was kind of looking for a match to it. So yeah, guys, in the next couple of minutes, I'll be running through these 19 questions. And please let me know what's your best out of them. And if you still have more questions, please put them down in the comment section below or send us a mail and I'll get to them probably in another episode. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So the first question on my list today is... Do you come from a computer science background? Hmm. Um, this is a question I get almost all the time because of the little progress I make in my career. But and and the answer to this question, honestly, guys, is no cause. I'm the first person, to my best knowledge, in my family or within my environment to dive into computer science or computer programming. I had nobody who was doing this, and I kind of got inspired and started following the person's footstep so i i started having interest in tech from watching movies you know i just i just had this interest in see computers and and every smartphone i came across then i always went to see other things in the settings like i i wanted to see things that were not just there for everybody to see so i i dived deep into every aspect of any gadget i got my hands on and my curiosity and interest kept on building and until i found out about um, HTML and CSS and I would say no to that I didn't have anybody who laid any foundation for me in the tech industry alright guys so down to our second question of the day so our second question says are you a self-taught developer and to be honest with you guys my answer to this question is no in as much as I, I started everything on my own with nobody putting me through at first not long after starting i had people to mentor me i had people to ask questions when i get confused i had people to meet and they'll help me debug my code so if this were not there for me i don't think i would have gotten to this level i am I'm at today so i would i wouldn't say i'm a self-taught developing as much as i did majority of the work i had to do the learning myself i had to do the coding myself but i had people even see now i still have people that i run to when i have big time issues in aspect in, in regards to my career i really hope that answered the question so down to our third question of the day our third question says how did you discover programming hmm. okay let, let me take it back to my mom's phone when i was a kid so i was always the one to help my mom change settings in her phone so even if i didn't know what was wrong with the phone at first i always volunteered to you know help her fix it so doing that kept on i kept on improving i kept on 
navigate, um, knowing how to navigate my way around the phone, kept on learning how to do new things with the phone. And my interest for this kept on going up and up and up. So each time I get someone's phone, I'm not really interested in in what just there for everybody. I go deep down to the settings. I try to find out what is hidden. So this is my, I, I think I would say it's curiosity. I just kept on having curiosity about how the phone works and how computer works. So and another thing that really helped me was my high school. My high school. Before high school, I, I listed people I wanted to become a scientist. I didn't know the aspect of scientists I was going to become. And when I got to high school, my, I went to technical school, so you choose your career path and you kind of have a technical training in respect to what you want to be. So and I chose computer science and I got some technical training in as much as it wasn't intense, it wasn't good enough to make someone a developer, but yeah, it, it was all where it started. I started, you know, having my full-time experience with the computer. I wrote my first line of code in secondary school, in high school, and that was that was like one of the brightest moments of my life. The first day I made a QBasic um, code say, uh, hello world, and even print out my name. It was, it was very, very interesting. It was very, very interesting. So, that was how everything started. Just the curiosity kept on boiling in me. And I, I, I always wanted to learn more about these things. I always wanted to know more how these things work. Okay, how did they do this? Okay, now I know how they do this. So it was going on and on till we finally had to do a project for the school. That is my team in the school because we had a, a, a sort of a small team. We developed a website for the school before we left the school. So. During the time of developing that website, I got I got to learn a lot of things. I got exposed to a whole lot of things about computers. So after that, I decided to follow that part real quick. Like it was it was, I I knew that this was it. This was what I wanted to do. This is it, and there's no going back to it. And I think that's how I discovered programming. All right, more on that to come later. So for now, let's get to the fourth question. And the fourth question says. What is your area of expertise? And yeah, currently, I would say I'm an intermediate front-end software developer. So the reason I would say I'm, a, I'm an intermediate front-end software developer is because I've taken a lot of time to learn about basics of software development and I discovered that there are different paths to it, there are different styles, there are different things you can do as a software developer. And the one that interests me the most is building the UI so the user interface and the user experience what the user sees and interacts with so i spent a lot of time trying to get that 100 percent touch i spent a lot of time trying to move that box to the right position and it's kind of when i'm done with it i feel like i feel alive when i don't normal design to a code and it's very interactive so i feel more like a person I, I, like it kind of gives me this joy <laughs> i don't know how to explain but I have so much interest in it and and yes I would I wouldn't call myself an expert front-end or a senior front-end developer yet because definitely there's still a lot of things to learn about it there's still more to learn and more to do about it but again I still wouldn't call myself a, a beginner because I've built a lot of front-end projects I've read and learned a lot about the front-end so I and the one I consider the most um, profitable is being able to teach someone else about it like it makes more sense if I teach someone else about it it redefines my knowledge it solidifies my knowledge about it and I don't know if there's any other quality or, or criteria for making someone a, an intermediate software developer but 
to me, this is it. I'm an intermediate front-end software developer. And our fifth question says, how do you focus? This is a very tricky question, I would say, because I have different ways I focus, depending on the time, the environment, and how I feel at that moment. So, but I would say I focus when I'm building projects, when I'm coding, I focus by listening to music. You know, I, I love music very, very well. I love music so much. So I once I have, I have my headphones on and I, I'm listening to music I like, I'm on. There's no distraction. But when I'm studying and like I'm reading something or I'm trying to understand a concept, I know I, I easily get distracted. So I look for a quiet environment where I have less or no people at all. So I just like a quiet environment for learning. And once I'm in a quiet environment, I just bring out, remove every other thing that would distract me, keep my table clean and turn off my phone notification. That's how I focus when I'm studying. So that leads me to our sixth question, which is, when are you most productive? I, I think this is clear. I'm most productive at night. I just like it. I, I'm a night person. I just do a lot of things when other people are sleeping. I get more productive at night. I, I get to do more work. But during the daytime, there's a lot of distraction. Like I said, I easily get distracted, which is something I'm really working to change. It's something I'm, I'm really working towards to change. I, I easily get distracted by little things. So when everybody's sleeping, when I have less distraction, I get like really, really productive at night. Sometimes I just wish I could sleep in the day and work at night. Although that's what I do most of the times, but I wish I could do it all the time. Sleep during the day, you know, do other things during the day and, you know, learn or work at night. I get most productive at night. No two ways about it. All right, let's dive to number seven. And number seven say, are you a team player or you work independently? I will not just say I'm a team player. I will also say I'm a good team player. I've worked with a couple of teams in the past, teams in the past, and I currently work with a team. I, in fact, matter of fact, I enjoy working with people. I'm a people's person, so it doesn't make sense to work alone most of the times, but just that sometimes for me to understand some concepts, for me to get something done, I just have to, you know, be alone to focus and help me achieve something. But overall, I, I enjoy working with people. I think is the best thing anyway, working with people. And so that I would say, even as much as sometimes we have issues trying to, you know, pick an idea or innovate around an idea brainstorming, it all boils down to understanding each other and being emotional intelligent. So to that, I will say, yes, I'm not just a team player, I'm a good team player. <laughs> all right, so now to number eight question. And number eight question says, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? <laughs> ah, so... Okay, before I start, I would like to explain to those who may not know what imposter syndrome is. To me, imposter syndrome is having doubts of your achievements or feeling like you don't deserve all that you've gained. Maybe you just feel like you, you are not good enough, but still you happen to get some recognition or some things accomplished. But deep down inside, you feel some sort of doubt that you, you, are not, you don't deserve all this, that you really don't know this. So... It all boils down to having self-doubt. And I would say this is something I, I experience a lot of times, coupled with the fact um, that I work with people who who are very um, experienced in what they do. And sometimes I just look at myself and I, I ask myself, do I really think I should be here? Do I really deserve all this? 
in my early stage of the early stage of my career, I I had people to mentor me. I I got into the tech industry like real quick and got opportunities real quick. I was the first person to intern at Genesis Tech Hub, which is one of the biggest tech hub, if not the biggest in Nigeria, without having to go into university. So those sort of achievements and, and some other things, there are so many other achievements that I've made, which I've not mentioned here for some reasons, that I just keep looking at and I'm like, do I really deserve this? So it happens to me um, most of the times, but I just have a way of getting over it. It happens to everybody as well. It happens to a lot of people. I just have a way of getting over it by trying to put in, you know, more work and, you know, trying to tell myself that, yeah, I somehow deserve this. Remember those nights you didn't sleep. Remember those people that didn't want to be friends with you because you are busy working with your computer. Remember those times your mom would say you are wasting your time playing games while she didn't know you were coding. So I try to remember myself the hard times I had so I try to compare them with even if even though that the, the margin line is way too big, so the achievement seems to be compared to what I've been through of or what I've sacrificed. But I mean, I wouldn't say it's luck. I, I would say I worked for almost everything I've I have today, everything I achieved in some ways or the other. I worked for it. So this is something I just talk to myself and try to get that doubt off my head. Because sometimes when you allow them to close your mind, you start feeling like you're fraud, you start feeling like you deceive people. There's a whole lot of things that comes with it. So when you come, whenever it comes, I try to remember myself the times I made some sacrifices, some significant sacrifices I made to be where I am today. Even though those sacrifices on the normal ground, it wouldn't have gotten me here. But I just still add them up anyway. So yes, guys, I do face imposter syndrome like most people do most of the times, but I just happen to get over it. It's more like facing it and just getting used to it. So whenever it comes, be like, oh, you're here. Let's chill there. <laughs> so you be like, start just to, so today I, I do something really cool and it just gets used to it. To me, I think I just got used to imposter syndrome, even though it still comes on and off, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it. So yeah, guys, I do get that as well. Adding to that, I've met people that I, on a normal level, I should have met in the next five, six years. For example, I've met to the vice president, current vice president of Nigeria, Professor Emi Osibanjo. And sometimes I ask myself, do I really deserve to be at this level? But like I said, I keep reminding myself some of the sacrifices I've made to be at least where I'm, I'm at today. And although they, they don't really deserve those achievements to me, I would say, but I feel like they count up for it. There are so many times we pay the price without even knowing. And that's related to our number nine question, which is, have you ever experienced burnout? If yes, how did you get through it? So, most of the times I, I get to experience burnout. I get so much stress out because of um, I have too much things on my table. I have too many things I'm doing at the same time. And how I get through this is, is most of the times by talking to people. I just call up someone or chat up someone and start discussing about about some other things or even catch sleep so today i just go to deep sleep take my bath go to go and sleep so that i just get my like stop everything i'm doing and just go outside and just look at nature just stare at the sky just do something different maybe go and swim or but most of the times i just get healed from my burnout by talking to people and that's why like i can't do i can't really do without people that's why i enjoy the kind of people i have around me today and that's that's the same thing so 
if if I get myself stressed out to the level of of getting burnt out, and at the same time I get some sort of achievement or reward for it, I don't think I should feel like I don't deserve it, because I'm really stressing my brain mentally. And come on, everybody deserves a lot. I, and that's it about it. So down to our number ten question for today. Hmm. Say, this person is asking, who is your mentor? So I have uh, so many people who mentor me in different things. I have people who mentor me in different things. Like I say, I have I do different things at the same time, and although it's not really helping, but I will see what I can do about that. But currently, I have different people who mentor me in different things. And it wouldn't be nice to mention one person's name and not mention the other person. But that notwithstanding, I have to mention Jesus first. Yes, Jesus is my number one mentor. I don't sound too religious, but that's that's just fact. That's one of the reasons why I'm here today. That's what I will even have to talk about my religious perspective and how I view religion. So, but Jesus is my number one mentor and the number two person is my mom. My mom is my dad and my mom at the same time and she's my friend and everything. So she's, she's really been there for me. She's really been there to put me through. In as much she doesn't know what I'm doing technically, but she knows that I'm stressing my brain, my brain day in day out. So sometimes she just come here and asks, you know, I should take a rest. Sometimes she just, I still remember those days she walk into my room at night and take my laptop to her room and you know, just for me to get some sleep. Sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night, come to my room and ask me, don't I think it's time I should get some sleep? So apart from that, she's she's been a whole lot of help to me in life in general, both in financial management and how to treat people and everything. My mom is my number one mentor after God. So that being said, let's go down to number 11 and... Number 11, saying, who are the influential figures in your life? Uh, I would say a lot. <laughs> yes, I would say a lot. But the person on top of that list is someone you guys must have known about. So if I talk with you for, for a day, or let's say if we talk for like six, seven hours, and I didn't mention about this person or his products, that means we didn't really talk or I wasn't really myself in that conversation. So the person is Steve Jobs. I, I really admire Steve Jobs. I really like him a lot. But I wouldn't say I like his way of dressing. I have a different dress sense. I have a different dress pattern. But I like his personality. I like the way he handles situation. I like the way he, he thinks, he innovates around things. He doesn't he doesn't go and seek for people's opinion and act on them. He does something. Sometimes he said, sometimes you have to, you know, find out the customer problem before they find it themselves. And this is the extra step this guy takes to make the kind of products he makes. Even though he's late, I still admire a lot of things about him. Steve Jobs is someone people must have seen as weird during his time, but it turned out that he didn't really care much about what people said. He, he was really interested in bringing innovation to the tech industry. He was really interested in making a sophisticated device for a normal human being to use, not just for the government or for the military. And this is one of the principles that led him throughout his life and still leading so many people, thousands of people today. He really set a foundation for simple creativity as Apple today. And the biggest innovation he's made in the tech industry it's not about the kind of devices he's built. I think his biggest innovation is making people 
take that boat step after him, which is something a lot of people find very hard to do. I don't really know how to place it, but some people say you've not succeeded until you have a successor, which is something I pretty much believe in. He didn't just succeed by creating amazing devices or making a sophisticated device for a normal human being. He, he now brought it down to his family his relationship with his co-workers, his staff, and everybody. And to today, his legacy still stands. He's someone I really look up to in a whole lot of ways. And I'll definitely talk about him full-time on a different episode and go deeply into why I like this guy, Steve Jobs. So there are a lot of other people that do inspire me. I look up to as public figure in the industry today bringing it down to my my um, environment of that say my country I really look up to someone like Saki and one of the things one of the questions I've been, I've been keeping for him the next time I'll meet with him one of the questions I want to ask him is how was he able to retain would I say the brightest mind in Nigeria because the kind of people he works with are people that with, with, the, with the kind of skill sets they have they are the people that will easily travel outside the country and get a job as one of the 500 fortune companies and live their life. But he was able to get these people to work for him and work with, not just work for him, he was able to get these people to work with him. And this is some, some kind of things I'm very much interested in. And these people are doing really amazing and I, I look up to them in several ways, how he handles his office and staff relationship and everybody still feels like one. And another person I look up to, again, is someone like Bright Jaja, for some other reasons. But Bright Jaja is someone who also believes in developing people. And that's what his um, initiative, his community, I Create Africa, is all about helping people gain technical skills with or without school and even getting employment, job placement. This is the kind of things I'm really interested in, helping people develop themselves and not just being, not just developing yourself. And yes, there are a lot of people I look up to in different ways. Like I've said, I can't exhaust the list now. So I think I will just leave it right here. And someone else I look up to is my mom. I really want to make a family as good as hers, even better than hers. She's been able to train five people alone. And these people are doing well, I would say. She's been able to do a lot of things just by herself. She's been the man and the woman of the house. Sometimes I know she gets, you know, tired and weak and she still goes through it. She's she's a perfect mother. That's all I can say. I really wish I would have a wife as good as she is or even better than she is. And I really wish I could protect and care for my family the way she does. All right, so our next question, which is number 12, says what is or are your favorite youtube channels what is or what are your favorite youtube channels <laughs> okay i'll go with um mkbhd first michael brownlee is, is a very nice youtube tech reviewer he is very good at it he produces quality tech videos and reviews on tech products he doesn't just talk about gadgets he now talks about softwares he now talks about services he talks about everything around tech and i just really like the kind of content he creates and i think he's number one on that list then secondly i really like um code fusion 
code vision is is some sort of a documentary channel where you go and know a lot of secrets about not just the tech industry about how the whole world works and the business world so code vision really go deep into documentary and investigation of so many things that would have been very complicated so if you are finding some things hard trying to figure out how a company started or how the parts they took so you can check out code fiction on youtube so my third favorite youtube channel is traversy media traversy has been doing a whole lot of right traversy has been doing amazing like it's, it's my best youtube tutor so each time i want to learn a new concept or a new um framework or a new language i first go to his channel and check if he has any course or any video on that i watch it first before i start looking out for other resources because he really knows how to break things down for a learner for a beginner he really know how to bring things to people as human beings not as robots he have this he have this personality of you know teaching not just knowing how to code he knows how to teach very well so i think those are my top three um, youtube channels mkbhd code fusion and traverse media so you guys might want to check them out they have really great content all right so now to the number 13 question and the number 13 question says what is or what are your greatest challenges in your career so i think i have two number one is school so i've been denied so many opportunities just because i'm not yet in school so it's been really hard for me from that angle having to see things that i ought to end and i just lose them just because i'm not yet in school but yes we have plans for that and my number two challenge is <laughs> i just have to say it yeah my number two challenge is not planning myself i have a lot of things on my table i have a lot of things to do and i really want to do these things but i've not been able to achieve up to half of what i want to do so and i know if i if i'm able to plan myself well i will achieve more than half of what i'm supposed to achieve so if you have any resources anything that can help me in planning myself day to day please put them in the comment section below or send us a mail at itinsarena.gmail.com so that's the two biggest challenge now in my career school and not planning myself so i really find it hard to you know structure everything but sometimes i do to be honest sometimes i do have time that i do this and i have time that i do this and it really helps but the other times i just don't and i really need to work on it so if you have anything that can help do let me know i do appreciate thanks all right guys so we're at number 14 now and the number 14 question says what is it good day in your life like okay um i don't really have every day structured out the same way but i think i have most of my days structured the same way so i on a normal day my it's a good day in my life i wake up say my prayer dress my bed then go do some money routine. sometimes i hit the gym before i come and prepare for work but sometimes i don't i just prepare for work and go to the office so getting to the office i have a stand-up meeting with my team and i start working so around one two i have a break a break or i go take lunch or you know just go look around maybe go to a swim or something like that. just do something different then come back to the office so come back i'm still in the office environment anyway then come back to what i was doing in my work then work from that two till five and then i go to gym in the evening so but it's not every day that i do go to gym in the evening but most of the days I do go to the gym in the evening because I have people who are also in the gym room, people who work in the office. So after that, I come back to the office and tidy up some other things and do. So once it's six, I go home, eat, refresh, then come back to the office 
then stay in the office till around eight nine then i go home prepare my food eat dinner and also start studying or start doing some other things but on the other days it's, it's just different some days i sleep in the afternoon from around one to five or one to six then i'm awake then i'll be awake throughout the night to do something so it's not really structured out it's not really structured out, but yeah i know that at least every day of my life i write code i study i read something about computer science and and do some other stuff yeah i don't know if that's really answered that question but i just have to give it a try <laughs> All right, so at number 15, we have someone asking, outside coding, what else do you do? Well, I expected this question a long time ago. So, outside coding, I do a couple of other things, which one of them is what I'm doing now. I love talking to people, naturally. So, I, I just enjoy having this conversation, having conversation with people, no matter the topic. I just, you know, enjoy having someone listen to me and also listening to someone. Most, most especially, I enjoy talking to young people, teenagers. I'm more particular about teenagers because, come on, I'm a teenager and I I just like being a teenager. I love it. It's, it's been one of the favorite um, parts of my life and I just have interest in other teenagers also growing with me and I love talking to teenagers. And apart from talking to people, I also, I love swimming. So, as soon as I can or anytime I get the opportunity, I, I swim. I, I love swimming a lot. And I don't play video games, so if that's what you guess you're expecting to hear, sorry, I don't play video games. I, I'm not really interested. And I also don't watch movies. I don't like watching movies. It may be weird, but that's just me. But maybe I'll soon start watching movies. Someone has been trying to convince me to start watching movies to, you know, some educative movies anyway to stay up to date and be educated in in trend and be woke some kind of but yeah until then i don't until then so when i start for now i don't watch movies i don't just like it i don't know why i just find it boring and very stressful to sit and watch people act out what i know have in scripture so sometimes i end up you know criticizing the movie oh they're trying to deceive us this is what they should have done this can happen in real life so why waste my time and start criticizing people who are putting out of work so I just don't watch at all but hopefully soon I'll start watching so some other things I do I love traveling a lot I love as soon as I get the opportunities I'm not even missing it like traveling is one of my, my best thing one of my favorite things because I know once I travel I'll meet new people which is also one thing again I love doing I love meeting strange. I would, I would not call them strangers I'll say fellows so I love meeting new fellows and you know having to make new friends I like making friends from different places and not just my environment and yeah this, those are a couple of things I like doing outside coding so when I'm not coding I'm talking to people or even sleeping yeah Sometimes I don't sleep more, but anytime I, I want to sleep, I just take my time to sleep and have enough sleep. So when I'm not coding, I just sleep or talk to people or probably or, or I'm on my way to somewhere. So I just like meeting new people and sleeping. And I also like food. So yeah, yeah. Oh, how, how would I miss that? So I, I enjoy cooking elsewhere. I know how to cook and I enjoy cooking. Also, I learned from my mom. So staying around, staying at home with her for a long time before I left, I learned a lot of cooking techniques and skills. So 
I make my meals by myself. I cook myself. I don't usually eat out. So just a few times, one, once in a blue moon, I, I cook my food by myself and I really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so those are some of the things I do when I'm not writing code. There are other ones, but for now, let's have these ones first. All right, guys, so we're at number 16 question now. And number 16 question says, how did Genesis impact your life? Oh, that's a big one. So but before I go into that, I would like to talk a little bit about Genesis. I would definitely, definitely have a whole episode dedicated to uh, my life in Genesis and how Genesis has fully impacted my life. So, but before that, let's talk a little bit about Genesis. So Genesis is one of the, Genesis Tech Hub is one of the biggest tech hub in Nigeria, which is in Enugu State, that is the southeastern part of Nigeria. And we're a people-centered community, which means that everything we do is basically is basically focused on developing the people and giving back to the community. We also sustain businesses, so we have um, a sector called Start Zone where we support small businesses and upcoming businesses by giving them funding, the support and mentorship they need to upscale. And again, we are developing technical capacity in Nigeria. So like I said, we, we have two major arms, which is software development and business development. We train people in software development and we also train people in business development. So that's how we are developing technical capacity in Nigeria. We have several programs under each sector. So like under software development, there is Learnable, which is, an, is a six-month internship program, which runs every year, and Bizarro, which is also a four-month um, software um, training program. But the other one is an internship, but this one is now a software development um, program. So just train people on how to build enterprise applications and so many things related to that. Also, we develop um, businesses, like I said earlier, we run Ignite every year, which will get small businesses the pitch and the best ideas come out to win, come up, the best ideas win a huge amount of money for, you know, funding. And yeah, that's little about Genesis. So you can read up more about Genesis on our website at Genesis Tech Hub, www.genesistechhub.com. So, but now, down to how Genesis has impacted my life. So, when I was done with high school, I needed to get a skill. I needed to get something doing, and I, I definitely know it's going to be something around computer. And I started asking, started making inquiries until I found out about Genesis Tech Hub. I got the opportunity to be making use of the workspace, which is Agora, for the Y. Uh, for that time period, uh, I was at home. Then during that time, I met a lot of people, and one of the people I met in the office talked to me about the Lenable um, program, the internship program. And when it was time to apply for the 2019 um, internship program, I applied. And not just that I applied, I skated through all the rigorous process. So I became the first person to intern at Genesis without being to any university. So, and I've currently, I'm the only person who has done that. I don't know if I'm the only person who has done it in Nigeria, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who has done it here in Genesis. So, my internship experience is, is a whole different story. It's a whole big different story because I, I was taught about a lot of things so out of the bunch of many things Genesis Tech Hub has done for me, I am picking one to talk about now, which is the one that stood out more for me. And that one is meeting people who have like minds, meeting people who understand your dream and your, your vision, who are willing and ready to support you at all time, at all cost. So it, it's really opened my, my mindset to how I see people because before 
Then I used to see people as everybody was just concerned about their own business. But the kind of people I met at Genesis are a whole different kind of species. They are, they are so different. The loving smile on their faces every day I come to the office, the warm hugs, the cakes, the, the play, everything about Genesis is just different from what people normally know a company to be. Coming into Genesis as an intern was, was I was expecting to, you know, go on some errand and be treated like a normal Nigerian intern, but it was a whole different experience. I was paid to learn for six months. You could imagine what that's like. I was placed in a foster accommodation with every single thing I needed apart from my feeding, which some of the times we got feeding, but the stipend I was paid was just for me to use and feed myself and to also flex. So, like, these are just a few things about the physical benefits that I've gotten from Genesis. But now I'm taking back to mentorship. So, meeting people here, I've gotten some people to mentor me in different aspects of my life. I've gotten some people to mentor me in software development. I've gotten some people to mentor me in business development. I've got some people to just talk to me about life. Some people to just encourage me when it feels like the chips are down. And it just means everything to me. It means family to me. It's a whole new environment. It's a whole new... I don't, I don't really know how to explain this, but Genesis Tech Hub is just another home from home, away from home. It's everyone here in at the office is my family. Yeah, so Genesis has not just given me the opportunity to grow. They have given me the opportunity to also help other people grow, which is one of the things I value so much. Impacting, impacting knowledge, impacting on other people is something I have very great interest in and I keep emphasizing on teenagers. Genesis are not just giving me the platform to grow, they have also given me the platform to help other people grow. So guys, number 17 question says, in your opinion, what makes a good developer? Well, I, I think, to me, someone who is a good developer is someone who can transfer knowledge. Someone who understands that people are not robots. Someone who writes code for human and not for the computer. To me, a good developer is someone who gives his time to what he's doing, who has passion for what he's doing. But at the same time, growing, he also helps other people grow. That is someone who I consider a good developer. No matter what you do, no matter how good you are, if you don't help someone else grow, to me, this is my own opinion, I don't really see you as a good developer. I prefer those people who go out of their way, who take time to help other people grow. And that's what I consider a good developer. This is my opinion anyway. All right, guys, so to the number 18 question, which is second to the last question, I'll have someone asking advice to anyone entering this field. So obviously, the person is asking advice to anyone who's entering the tech field. Anyway, I would say, first, let it be your passion. Let it be something you want to do. Let it be something you have love for. That's the number one thing. Have interest and passion for it. Then number two, take your time to learn the basic. It may be hard at first. I know when, when I started out, I was tempted to start building applications so that my friends would see that, yeah, I can develop app. I was tempted to, you know, take up some jobs and just, you know, to show that, yeah, I can code and I make a living out of it. But I knew that if I took that, though if I took those things, I wouldn't, 
I've gotten the kind of knowledge or exposure I have today. And yeah, my advice to the next person joining is take your time to learn the basics. It's really going to help you. It's really going to go a long way to help you go up to the top. So please, guys, take your time to learn the basic. I keep repeating it. Learn the basic. When you are good with the basic, every other thing. I'm not going to mention what I consider the basics now because what I consider basics may be different from what another person considers basics. So choose your career path and discover the basic there. Like, do research and know what are the basic, what are the things I need to learn as a beginner in this field and start learning them. Once you are good at it, then start soaring high, start learning other new ones. I think that's my advice. But again, be ready for it. You're going to have tough times. You're going to have hard times. You're going to cry. You're going to think about it. You're going to question your life. You're going to question your career. But just know that someone else has been through that and passed it and you, you too can do it. So I don't want to sound like what vision I speak about. I mean, I've done a couple of things. I've done a few things that I'm proud of at my age. And being a software developer, is part of it, is one of them. And I always encourage people to consider their career in the tech field. And no matter what you're doing today, irrespective of your career path, you always have to embed tech. And the way the world is going right now is inevitable. So I think the sooner the better. Anyone who wants that, there's no time to waste. Don't wait until you have everything Or I started out coding with my phone. To be honest with you guys, I didn't have a laptop. I was coding with my phone. My mom always thought I was pressing phone. I was maybe chatting. She didn't know I was writing code with my phone. Until it started paying off. It started paying off. I think the first thing that made her start believing was when I um, I participated in a Google coding competition. And I came top in Nigeria. And I got a t-shirt from Google and a laptop sticker, a decal. So the, the day my parcel arrived, the, I went to the, um, the post office and I picked it up. Then I, I went straight to the house. Then I gave it to my mom. I didn't even open it. Then I gave it to my mom. And she was like, what's this? I thought that she just read. She read the shipping documents and everything. And she was she was happy. Since then, she always gave me chances to do the things I wanted to do. And coupled with other achievements that came after that. So that was like me making way for myself. At first, it's going to be hard. People are going to doubt too. You may even get to the point of doubting yourself, but don't give up. Just know that someone else has been through that process and someone, the person passes. And it's just a process to make you stronger because you're really going to, into the world where you're going to make a lot of changes. With the knowledge and the skill set you're about to have, you can make change to this world. And you need to be some kind of tough. You need to be some kind of ready for what you're doing. So that I, I feel and I think this is a reason why we go through all those hard times because you really need to think about how to solve this problem with code. Yeah, that's my little advice to anybody. Start quick, fail, and try again. It's always a try again. Unless you know that this is not what you want to do, please don't. But as soon as you know that this is what you want to do, this is your passion, just face everything, face every um, challenge with boldness. Know it's going to be hard, but pray that you'll be stronger. Don't wait for things to be easy. Just pray that God will make you stronger and welcome on board. <laughs> 
Alright guys, so made it this far, super super excited. This is the last question for today, but before we get into that, I'd like to say a very big thank you for joining me up to this point. I really, really appreciate And let's get it. So last question, which is the number 19 question, says, what's your biggest field of interest in the tech industry? Yeah, if you know me before now, you probably know the answer. I'm, I'm super super interested in AI and I really wish to become a neuroscientist so i wish to apply actual intelligence together with neuroscience and see what i can do with that so it's interesting already i have a whole lot of um things i'm already trying to do with it so i'm super excited about it and i can't wait to you know explore it we have said something about this anyways there watching videos reading books about them and it's interesting trust me guys so that's my biggest interest for now in the tech field that's artificial intelligence coupled with neuroscience all right guys thank you so much for sticking around up to this point i really really appreciate and i hope you did enjoy this episode and yes on behalf of the team we're sorry for not bringing you updates you know like back to back but we promise you guys we'll have a lot cooking up in the studio it's about to go live soon i'll have a lot of plans and updates to give you guys good news guys good news uh we'll give you the good news on our next episode so stick around to know what it is and if you're new to the community welcome welcome to the things arena this is where teenagers discuss um how we can change the world basically yeah we're bringing the change we need and please guys before you go do like share subscribe turn on the post notification please share with your friends your cousins your family supporters this is how you can help us get the message across to people who have not heard it yet and guys until next time please do stay safe and keep it real 100 percent peace <laughs>